Hey, Mike. Hey. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Doing good. How is Long Chicago? time no talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yep. it's been a while. Yes. Been, uh, yeah. I wish you could have joined us. We had a blast. Oh, I know. It It looked like you guys were having Especially fun. Especially like on Friday. Saturday was kind of a cluster. There's just too much. There's yeah. Too, too many and... people. It's funny because Saturdays uh, usually the only day that I go, so that's yeah. really that's really all that I know up there is the craziness. <laughs> yeah, Fridays are pretty so, awesome. Like you could do stuff, you can move around, you could. I don't know. That's the day. That's the day to con. Well, that's that's sun, good to sun, know. Sunday's good, to... and Saturday Saturday night isn't bad after four, but everything before that is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. So are are the so on Friday are the are the lines not quite as long then for like artist alley at all? I mean, we just oh awesome. Yeah, awesome. Because uh, you you go through security, but it's a line that's always moving, so it like doesn't slow down. You just go through the security and then you're in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And but I, I, I did. I did not go like at the crack of. I always go like an hour late. Oh. Okay. I'm not. I'm not that anxious to wait in the line and. Yeah. Go I, get on Chris Claremont's line or something like that. You know what I mean? I've been there, done that. I don't want to do that any. I'm more relaxed now. I do things at my own pace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the only reason I have I have had to go like right when they open is just for the sake parking. of like parking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened yeah, I to Bill make on sure Saturday. I get a spot. Yeah. Because Saturday was bad. So mm-hmm. I went to the con by myself. It took me like 40 minutes to get in. I was going to wait. <laughs> I was going to wait for Bill, but I had a Nick Wetmore sighting. So I was like, <laughs> I got to try to meet Nick. Yeah. So I I knew Nick Nick had texted me. I sent him my phone number and he said, "Okay, I'm in the top cal panel." So I'm like, "Okay, I got to get over there." And then by the time I got there, it was like 40 minutes. The the panel was like more than halfway done, but I I got in and sat next to Nick cuz I oh, knew nice. I knew what he looked like. <laughs> Sometimes you don't yeah. know what these people look like cuz their images are obfuscated Outdate. by some cartoon or something do you know what i mean oh yeah. yeah yeah but with nick i knew what he looked like matter of fact in in a couple of panels some people came up to me and said are you mike myers and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> said, who are I, I like didn't know who they were and yeah. uh it's because of you know because of that mm-hmm. like i don't hide my image <laughs> i'm all over <laughs> You yeah, know what I look like at Twitter right. and Facebook, so. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. I, it's so you guys were up there all week, right? Yeah, yeah, we were there. Mon- we arrived Monday night, so we didn't really do anything Monday except get so some. You, so you just kind of went around and saw the sites. And... Yeah, you know they have like a uh, a site package you can buy and you can see like four or five sites with that package we bought one of those oh cool yeah it has like tickets to the planetarium the museum the field museum and Mm -hmm. um 
the aquarium, which was my favorite. I thought it was, that was fun. Um, yeah, it's been the Sears Tower. Years since I've done any of that stuff. Yeah, we did the Ferris wheel too with Bill. Oh, cool. We, we, we left the con at on Saturday just because we couldn't even walk around and. <laughs> yeah. But it was bad because Saturday was like the only really nice day, like where the temperature was good and everybody was out. Yeah. So we took a, an Uber to the Navy Pier, and that took half an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Saturdays in Chicago, especially, yeah, if there's a con or something going on. It's... Are you half hour, 40 minutes? or? No, I'm like... Uh... Hour and a half, two hours maybe. You're you're pretty far. Yeah. So like, yeah. So when I would, when I would, uh, yeah. But if if we were to meet up, that would have been a four hour trek to just like meet meet for dinner or something. Yeah. It would have been two hours to get there plus two hours to get back. Yeah. So if I if I would have went, I would have wanted to stay like the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'm hoping I'm able to get up uh next year though. I it, I've the last couple of years I've I've only been able to go like it seems like every other year. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. I wish I was still over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to do up there. Yeah, and we just visited the one area, like, downtown, so we didn't go past an eight-mile radius from the yeah. convention center. Yeah, and, and it's cool because you can you can really just kind of stay in one area, and there's everything you need is right there pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get up there very often. It's, uh, it's a little... A little stressful for me. Yeah. So so busy and crowded. Yeah, I think I think if you ever go, Friday's the time to go. Because even Bill found parking on Friday, like yeah. really early. Yeah, that's that's good to know. I might tough. I might because try I think, to shoot I think for a Friday next working. year. Yeah, everybody's still at work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you lose a day, but I don't know if you can flex your work week or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, I usually like I like my work is really flexible, like they pretty much let us take off whenever as you know, as long as we have time or whatever. But yeah, it was uh, pretty much since the beginning of the year it's just my my job at least has been crazy and my uh my team that i'm on at work we've uh we've kind of um been uh kind of adjusting some some of our processes and things so it's a lot of new stuff happening yeah yeah so it just it wasn't a good time (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot but, of fun. Yeah, but so you uh, you stayed healthy then? You didn't get yeah, I didn't get the con crud. 
Good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of germs, but I mean, there were so many people. The probability was high. Plus the airline, you know, you're in the closed area. Oh, air, yeah. Airport for a long time. Yeah, you had like you had like the double whammy with being on a plane and then yep. going to the con. Yeah. So neither Barb or I got sick, so that was that was good. Yeah, that's really good. But I was sick earlier in the year, so if it was like fluish, I I think I already had it. Yeah. Even though I well, had a flu shot, I had a mild version of something. <laughs> yeah. Because I I was uh, I had the fever and everything, so. I was already sick earlier in the year, so maybe it helped. Yeah. Build my well, immune system. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I had uh, I had a little bit of a hard time remembering what we picked for well, to, I, for I, our reading. I, I remembered what we picked, but I was hoping you'd remember <laughs> more of what what we. We had Longbow Hunters number one, so I hope you read it. Right. Yeah, I did. No, okay. I think I got it. I read. I read that one a long time ago, but I have my notes on it. So. Oh yeah. Um, we picked Terrifics, which. Yeah. I'm. Yep. That one's the most fresh in my head because I just read it this weekend. And then yep. uh, we picked uh, uh, Heroes in Crisis. Okay, good. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. And that one to me hasn't moved the needle, so I don't have a lot to say about it. But yeah, I feel like not a whole lot has happened the last uh, like maybe three issues mm-hmm. or so. Um, I think it's like him stretching. Like uh, this was like a five issue arc, or like he had in mind, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, I need to delve into these things more emotionally you know because it want now it's going to seven yeah uh, it just it just seems off like as far as like describing how each issue moved yeah did you get uh, did you get through seven or just six yeah i got through seven okay so we're we're i'm we're caught up on on that We, we can talk about that Okay, um, cool. Yeah, um let's see. My favorite one was the Superman issue where he gave the speech and stuff. I I thought that one was really good. Was that 5? Um uh, It was 5 or 4. Looking through it here. Yeah, it's uh oh yeah, it was 5, I think. Yeah. That was my my favorite one of the. Yeah. Uh, number four. It's kind of all over the place with some characters. Yeah, I'm there's there's a lot of like little parts that I'm just finding really weird. Like for example, like the narc. <laughs> like, um, where did that come from? Well, like Batgirl character. Well, well, yeah, and there's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of narc. There's a lot of different um like smaller 
DC characters in here. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of DC characters, period, in here. Um, but I they, was surprised they focus to see... on on things that I don't think sort of matter. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, the overall story, because, yeah, you can see that these characters are dead, right? Because in issue one or issue two, you see all the bodies. Mm-hmm. And you kind of know, okay, these these are the characters they're they're focusing on, and then you get all the psychological breakdowns, like them talking to the therapist and uh, dealing with their issues, whatever that issue may be. Right. And uh, right. they do a lot of that, but I, I find it weird how like he focused so much on Narc. Even more so than Steel or any of the other ones, he he almost had a whole issue. It seemed like. <laughs> what uh, what issue was that? Was that? Um, that was maybe six. I have to okay. look. They're That's... they're all mind melding into the same thing. I, oh I can... yeah, it was six. Yeah. 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 I mean the 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 big mystery is sanctuary is invaded and mm-hmm. the people that are currently in sanctuary are are massacred and then the superheroes come you know basically Wonder Woman, <laughs> Superman and Batman and they're investigating who could have done this and Harley thinks Booster did it, and Booster thinks Harley did it. <laughs> yeah. And then they're both—they're all trying to figure out who did it. And then there's some link between Barry <laughs> Allen and and Batman who are trying to track down who who did what. And uh, yeah, that, that kind of and... like summarizes the plot: is you're dealing with this murder mystery, and then each issue does a psychological profile on some of the heroes and why they're there and then you get Mm -hmm. some good scenes like you get you get some scenes between booster and blue beetle that i thought were were done well yeah i described the last few issues though like as if you're in a plane in the holding pattern like you're just waiting to land and you can't land but every now and then the stewardess will bring you a, a a drink and a bag of peanuts just to keep you happy while you're waiting to land. <laughs> <laughs> so those are a bunch of scenes that, you know, like help you along. And you say, oh, that seems pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm getting a general feeling that, I mean, just reading Batman, just reading Vision, just reading everything that Tom King's done that he suffers from depression. <laughs> I just get that vibe. <laughs> I, I, I get the vibe that that he has yeah. some form of PTSD. I don't know what kind of form he has of it. And yeah. his writing is sort of helping him cope with it. Even though when you meet him, you'd never gather that. I just, right. I just get that feeling. Well, and I think that's like, um, I I think that a lot of a lot of PTSD sufferers you would never know, like even if you were friends with them, you know. Yeah. Like, um, I think a lot of it is th- they probably 
do a good job of of hiding it but um but yeah i completely agree like i think he's he's working through something that that is affecting him i think in his writing um heroes in crisis i think makes it obvious um and uh yeah it's it's kind of like you were saying it's a very it's a very slow burn right now but one thing that i think we are getting is just but it's very small it's like we're getting smaller and small like just small pieces of of uh of wally's involvement like especially in the last issue yeah yeah like it seems like he had he has a really big part in this um well, you, you kind of feel it like early on in Rebirth, like in the Titans books, that he was having trouble dealing with not having Linda because yeah. he, he found this other Linda and that Linda thought he was crazy. Like she wanted yeah, nothing she to do him. with yeah. him. And that's all he knew. I mean, Linda was his world. <laughs> Linda was the anchor that brought him back from the Speed Force. He had yeah. two kids with Linda. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that that's obvious what his depression is. Like he he he's just having to cope with trying to be in a reality that doesn't even seem right. And then didn't he have a heart attack? I don't know if you uh stayed with Titans, but he had a like a heart issue and when he started to use his speed he would get closer to having a heart attack. Oh, no, I didn't. uh, I didn't get that far in it. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. But something also, too, that I, they've, they've mentioned it in a couple issues. Um, but I, I'm like it's I'm really having a hard time like wrapping my head around it. It's uh trying to find it here. Um something about how uh Harley mentions it in number seven, I think. Um or Booster does maybe. Um he says like Wally's not dead or something, but he's like what they he's like five minutes in the future or something yeah yeah and then i can't find the part um it's either booster or blue beetle i think that says it somebody says he's not dead yeah and, so, uh, but, but I began to believe are any of these people dead? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Right, yeah. And then there's that weird scene with Poison Ivy. She's like sort of growing out of a flower. Yeah, so so she she died in issue one, right? Like she was one of the ones killed? I thought she died in issue four. but um, Oh, well, I wasn't sure what issue, but... I don't think we saw her body in that pile of people in issue one, but oh, okay. she was with Harley, I think, when the alarm went off. Right. Like, 
and Harley yeah, got away and Poison Ivy supposedly got killed, but how do you kill a plant? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> She's sort and, of like in the green, you know, kind right. of like a Swamp Thing. Right, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And, and Wally, I think, like, he, like, sparked that flower and kind of brought her back, I think. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So he could potentially bring back everybody. <laughs> Yeah, uh, possibly, yeah. But, yeah, something is... Uh, I mean, there's some, some... Cool, mom- cool moments in here. I like the moment where... <laughs> where they're... Like, Harley's beating the crap out of Booster. But Booster has his shield at this time. He has his shield again. <laughs> Early yeah. on, he didn't have his shield. And, yeah. and and Blue Beater's just chatting with Batgirl, and he's like, "Yeah, I hooked up the, I hooked it up to the beetle, and now it's hooked up yeah. to my brain. So as long as I'm conscious, and then yeah. she just knocks the knocks him the fuck out with one punch, and then the shield goes down. And see, that's what I don't. That's one thing I don't really understand. Like, why is Batgirl helping Harley so much? And I don't know. They kind of established like there was a relationship between the two like an issue four or three um i can't remember but uh it has something to do with bruce (laughs) yeah harley doesn't like i mean uh barbara doesn't like something about it and thinks that harley uh, i can't remember exactly i have to look at my notes to see if i put it in here because Batgirl, I have it in my notes, Batgirl goes after Harley to help her. And then yeah. they have the Donna Troy thing, which just pops out of nowhere. Um, Wonder Woman's pissed that Harley and Booster got away and drops the penny in the Batcave. That was the scene I liked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like to see her frustrated. And she's like, here's this big-ass <laughs> penny. And she's like, fuck this. <laughs> you know, how did we let these people get away? <laughs> and then uh one of the key things that we forgot to mention is lois finds these tapes or she's provided these tapes of the interviews in sanctuary yeah so she tells clark she's gonna release them and this that's the part that just seems so like i understand the reporter in her but yeah the fact that she's married to superman who has an identity as clark Knowing yep. that if she releases these tapes, that they could expose the people, they could expose weakness, and they mm-hmm. could possibly expose identity to to anybody who watches it. Right. So it's revealing faults, and I think yeah. that's like some. I really think, in my mind, that Lois wouldn't do that. I really, yeah. I really think because she has a husband that's in this business and she knows these heroes like she knows them well she's, she's part she's of that family trinity. yeah she's yeah even in trinity they've been in the barn together you know they yeah. know each other that they would yeah. not try to expose these people's weaknesses like i would i would think that she would not only like exposing weaknesses but just i would think she would she would rather respect their privacy as as a friend, you know, or that's as what, friends. That, that, that's that really threw me off, and it, yeah. it kind of uh, up up until that point, like I, I sort of 
was digging it. Like I, I was like, okay, and then this just just seems out of character. Well, because even the heroes don't know who else is there because of those masks, and everything mm-hmm. is anonymous. Right. You know. Well, it's it shows uh in issue four, it shows Batgirl do, being interviewed and how she's dealing with the the bullet, like being oh, shot, yeah. yeah, by the Joker. That, in my mind, somebody can put two and two together. Oh yeah. <laughs> and say yeah. Oh, Barbara Gordon, uh-huh. shot in the back in a wheelchair, <laughs> huh? Yeah, you know, and, and then uh, <laughs> Lois says, "Hey, I'm gonna release these tapes." <laughs> so my note is like, doesn't she care? Does I mean, does yeah, give a shit. But uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's it's weird. Especially, it, it's even more weird now. Like talking through it, it's just it doesn't make sense to me that she would do that. And why would Superman let her? You know, like why would he not? try to talk her out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, overall, that issue four, I sort of liked, even though it, it did some stuff I didn't care for. Issue five, let's see, what did I put in my notes? That's when Booster and Beetle sort of team up to go after the Flash, Barry Allen. Yeah, that Batgirl and Harley are questioning Skeets, and they confront Booster at that point, and it looks like everything's pointing back to Booster. And then that's when Superman addresses the world about Sanctuary and the heroes, and um, that speech I thought was pretty good, like the mm-hmm. Superman speech. That I, I really liked that. Yeah. And then that that issue had the uh, Joker telling a joke to Harley, which I thought was pretty funny. I don't remember it exactly, but um, it was something about crossing the road or something. I don't remember. It was playing off a famous joke. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, can't find it. Um, yeah, but the just the amount of characters that that show up in here is, is really cool. Um, like we see, we see characters that probably only show up just in this one issue, issue five during the speech, like Satana and, uh, Starfire mm-hmm. and shining Knight. Yeah. That's pretty random. I liked, I, I think, I think I liked issue four and five. Um, I don't think I liked issue six, and then I was kind of neutral on seven. Um, even, oh. even though I don't mind Narc, like Narc has been around since the Silver Age. Yeah. But I, it, when it comes to caveman, I prefer my Java and over in the terrific <laughs> to, to, to to this caveman. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny. Like I read this, uh, so I read this like a couple weeks ago when we were when we were planning to record and uh um but it's funny that there's kind of been this caveman theme in the stuff i've been reading lately because we have this and then the java and the terrifics and then i just read i just got caught up on some justice league earlier today and uh 
Vandal, Vandal Savage. Savage is in yeah. there. Yeah. A lot of cavemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're reading Avengers, there's that Avengers 10,000 BC or something like that. A kind of caveman there. I did like, I, I do like the, the parts where each character has their own little um, almost kind of dream world they go to. Like, um, give me like an Narc. example because I don't remember. Well, well, like Narc is. Um, oh, I see what you've seen. Like, like Narc... Le- Lagoon Boy and Narc, they have they go off into their relive their right past. Right, and I think um, right, yeah, and then Harley is actually that's what Harley and Joe. I think that's what Harley is where she sees Joker. Um, mm-hmm. because let's see, she like knocks him out, and then uh, yeah, she's kind of hanging out with Ivy. There was another part I ah, and then they're in a field, and Joker shows up again, and uh, she just like basically just keeps killing the Joker. Yeah. Like over and over again, it looks like. What issue like. was that? Uh, six. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so like Ivy, like, I guess, like, strangles him with some vines after he tells this stupid joke. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, I, I know in my notes that I didn't like six because I, I was like, this didn't do anything to add and then seven i felt the same way so up up until six and six and seven but again i'm reading this as it comes out because some yahoos on twitter are saying shit so like Uh, i i'm trying to avoid all that (laughs) and i'm trying to yeah yahoos (laughs) so i i try to avoid it and uh and then just absorb it myself and right. I, it might be a different experience because I'm not used to reading like this. I I, I I like to read a chunk of it at a time. Mm-hmm. And when Heroes in Crisis comes out, I read it almost like within two days of it coming out. Yeah, it's it's usually one of the ones I think that I put towards the bottom and then I, I just binge a couple of them. Yeah. Like the, I, I read... Like for this, uh, and I mean this was like two weeks ago now, but I read like issue two, uh, two through seven, or two through seven, well, two through six, and then I just got seven the other day. Yeah. Um, I and I really enjoyed reading it like that, but um, but yeah, six is it's kind of like uh, it gives you kind of some some more information on what sanctuary kind of does yeah. uh, but isn't it, six the when the alert goes off too like it's like right before yeah because they're in their little dream worlds and then the uh, the the alarm goes off and then and then like ivy i think i think ivy like says she's gonna go see what's happening or something and she leaves Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of shows, uh, 
it shows Narc, and then it shows Wally finding um, finding Roy. Yeah. And then Wally like explodes, and it looks like Booster did it. Um. But you know, it's it's hard to tell because. Like with Booster, you don't know like if he just popped in like from the time stream or something, you know? Yeah. It's so like, weird he... too because I I feel like when Jurgens writes him in action comics, he's different. Like Oh yeah. He's more serious in this. He's, he, he's um, more, yeah, he's more like serious and He's very well, I mean all the characters are But like in action comics, it was it was but... pretty cool because he essentially broke the timeline to save Lois and the her father and son John. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah. Because they were they were killed, and Superman was coming back from fighting, you know, Zod's son and all that mm-hmm. rigmarole, and uh, they come back and and they're dead. But Booster knows about it before Superman even can do anything about it. And he reverses time and makes it so they're alive. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he, he seems like, well, of course, Dan Jurgens is the creator. So, I mean. Right. His, his voice is, is definitely, like, most of everything we've read, Booster, has either been Dan Jurgens, if it's a Booster Go title, or it's or been. Jeff uh, Johns. Jeff Johns or. Um, uh, da, 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 da. or the Demetrius and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Keith Giffen in the 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 Boahaha days, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, not very many writers on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he yeah, he seems very depressed in this. I mean, obviously he's at Sanctuary. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he does seem a lot different. It's almost like this is booster towards like the end of his superhero career kind of you know yeah where he's kind of uh seen it all and maybe had enough of it yeah i'm curious to see what happens i hope i hope i hope what happens is at least Roy, because the titans have gotten shafted so far like (laughs) nightwing's got you know brain damage i i like that title right now but he's got brain damage uh roy's dead wally's dead (laughs) i mean it's it's a hot mess over there yeah and those are like three very popular characters yeah Yeah. i mean let's see that's speedy wally i mean uh flat kid flash Robin and the other original is uh, Donna. Yeah. Aqualad is still around, Tempest. But um I don't know, I just read an Aquaman comic recently and that's when Mer they think Aquaman's missing or dead and Mera can't get back into Atlantis. So she goes and asks Tempest for help and he won't do it. Because he can do magic, if you remember Tempest, he can Yeah. He has the ability to to do magical things. Doesn't doesn't he show up in this? Um, I don't doesn't 
remember. I thought Donna. Donna does. Donna's oh, in uh, it. Um, yeah, issue four. Because remember Tempest is like passed out at the bar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Donna like carries him off. It had a lot of Donna scenes. That's in, in issue four. But then you never yeah. see her again. Yeah. I kind of feel like uh, with this series, it's for for me personally, it's like Batman. Like I'll be excited about a few issues, and then I'll get into this lull where I don't care, and and then I get yeah. excited again. Like a little bit of a roller coaster, very inconsistent for me. Um, and then I get excited again. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that the lull it was was for me personally was six and seven and. Eight and nine will pull me out because it seems like the what started off as a, a mystery is sort of like it's not there's there's not a lot of clues there. Yeah. And like who did it, what's going on, um, if they're there, they're real subtle, and I haven't caught them. Um, yeah, well, and that's kind of what makes me wonder what's going on with Wally because in issue seven there was so much, um, just little things about Wally that just makes me wonder, like, it, like something it, he has something to do with it. Like, I'm, I don't think he did it, obviously, but I don't know. Um, I, I can't explain it, but um, I felt like we got a little bit of clues in seven about Wally, and I think I think number eight should really ramp up. Um, I mean, it has to because you know nine will be the last one. But yeah, but there is a lot in here. Um, like the thing with Tempest, uh, there's a lot in here that kind of doesn't feel like it, um, it really has much of a point to it, you know? <laughs> That's my problem. Like, yeah, there's, there's little... Because it's the, almost, the it's little almost... jabs or the in-depth interviews or, or whatever... You get it. Like, you already know that they're psychologically damaged. Right. And that's why they're there. But then it goes into a depth on some of these things that it doesn't seem like it needs to be there. Yeah, um, because then you, or at least I I start thinking, like, oh, is this some new little thread? Mm-hmm. And then that character doesn't show up again. Yeah. So it's yeah, it just confuses things, I think. At least for me. Yeah, for me too. So overall, it's somewhere but I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 because I have some that are ranked a 4 and I have some that are ranked a 2. <laughs> <laughs> so I just put it right in the middle and yeah, and say I Overall, I like it. I I I don't understand some of it, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be genius. 
I don't want a Mr. Miracle genius, though. I don't want one of these, <laughs> like, here's looking yeah. at you, man. <laughs> You're reading a comic, and I'll just have another adventure. I don't like that shit. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I, I hope... Mr. Miracle disappointed me. Um, so, so actually, along those lines, that brings up a question. Um, so did you... Uh, did you not like the way that um, uh, Morrison's Animal Man ended? Refresh my memory. How did it end? So, oh, was uh, it was it was him was it him writing the character? It so it was, but what happened before was um, so Buddy's Buddy's family got murdered. Yeah, and Buddy was just like destroyed, and and he's trying to find meaning in all of it and he finds yeah he finds uh the the person that's writing his story and um basically like it's morrison at the end of the yeah i remember the, i remember uh, this now yeah yeah at the end of the run basically just saying relax it's a comic book you'll have another story when i leave <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like it no i didn't <laughs> yeah. i didn't i didn't like the uh, morrison uh roadrunner issue either that was like it was early on in the run oh i all the early issues of that I loved. I thought the early issues were amazing. I I, I loved the early issues. I agree 100%. But there's one issue that really went off the rails, and I can't remember which one it is. It's Oh, it's a Roadrunner Coyote in issue 5. Yeah, I know it's, what you're it's talking got, about. It's got somebody drawing Animal Man on the cover. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember remember exactly what happens in the issue though it's one of those surreal things i i, I don't like this i don't like that shit like even yeah. in dead deadpool does some of that that's probably why i don't read a deadpool but <laughs> it's like gwenpool does it but it, gwenpool for some reason makes me laugh I, it because gwenpool is is like what if what if i was put in the marvel universe and i know everybody's identities and uh, I, I i know how the the comics work yeah um it, it's just for some reason that works for me but some of this mm -hmm. like the morrison stuff I, I don't i don't like that like surreal i don't know that what what i'm reading isn't i don't know real yeah I, I like to imagine that it is. And Morrison gets into that shit a lot. Like even yeah. in mul multiversity. And I, I think that's why I don't dig Morrison all the time. Like sometimes I really... Like when he did Batman and Robin, I thought it was fantastic. But yeah. when he was in Batman proper, he was he was very much like Tom King for me. Like there were some issues I was like, oh, this is badass. And then there were some issues I'm like... What was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah, the Batman Zing Zang Zoom or whatever that uh -oh. colorful Batman was. Zuran R. Yeah, yeah. Zuran R. Yeah, I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, like, I don't know. I I think it's the type of storytelling I just don't like. It, but, yeah. But, but it seemed critics seem to like it. So I guess if that's what they're shooting for, 
I'm not yeah. a critic. I just like to read comics. Yeah. I don't like that tint of pretentiousness. That's a Bill Bomer thing. Well, and I think <laughs> I well, that and I think that's part of why critics like it. Like I think I think critics like um cuz cuz Tom King and Grant Morrison, they're very different writers, but they're bo- they both try really different things. Yeah. Um than than kind of what the mainstream does maybe yeah uh, so maybe that's why critics like it i i don't know but like i loved animal man so i yeah i, I, I like i can't i even like doom patrol <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, but there there's pockets of morrison's work that i just i can't wrap my hands around and there's some of it i've even avoided like the invisibles yeah. I didn't even uh, try the Invisibles, even though those covers are gorgeous. With um, the, you know, so I kind of, um, I I got to read. I haven't read all of the Invisibles yet, but the this I kind of got into it later, and I kind of had a basically like what I was told um, bef- like when I started reading by, by somebody who had read it before was like when you're reading almost think of it like in terms of like the movie, the matrix. Yeah. Cause that's pretty much what it is. It's kind of like the matrix um, where you have this kind of, you know, this uh, kind of underground uh kind of war going on between these two sides and the the rest of the world doesn't know it's happening yeah and i i don't i can't judge that it just seemed weird so yeah I, I've oh never, it is it, i've it never is i've never went that down that path for, for one, <laughs> let, me, let me just tell you a little bit something about me personally i've never done drugs because i've never i've never wanted to not be able to control what I do. Yeah. Like even even when it comes to alcohol, I've I've never gone to that point where I don't know what happened or you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and oh, there yeah. there there are some writers like Morrison, I think who who is tripping acid sometimes, like oh, when yeah. he's writing these things. I think he's even admitted it. A, a yeah. matter of fact, when I tried to get Barb early on in high school to read comics i i gave her wasteland which was borderline at the time vertigo before there was a vertigo mm-hmm. and it was it was john astrander writing with this guy called del close and this del close before he'd write an issue would be popping acid <laughs> i mean he he would be, he admitted it he'd be doing drugs so yeah. you you'd get like a story that was sort of twilight zone John mm-hmm. Astrander's story was sort of grounded, and then Del Close's was like Morrison. Like it was just, <laughs> I can't grasp, I can't grasp what's happening here. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like what is, what the world is going on. Yeah. So, um, I remember, I, I remember hearing something where uh, this was this was a few years ago, but like I think it was an interview with Jim Starlin where he was saying that. 
Um, him and a lot of the other uh, Marvel writers in the 70s would would pop acid all the time, like while they were writing or drawing or working on their issues or whatever. I, I, I believe it, and I, I think they've even... <clears throat> I think in some of those issues, like Brave and the Bold, where they like poke around in that like world where there's floats and stuff of the superheroes and stuff, and they like <laughs> sort of draw themselves into the comic. Yeah. That they are drug users. <laughs> I mean. Well, and it makes the '70s Marvel kind of makes perfect sense because there's so much sci-fi stuff at the time. Yeah. It was all the the cosmic stuff. At the same time, though, it made sense to me. Like Starlin's, right? Yeah, Captain he, Marvel, like early yeah, Captain his, Marvel, is very sci-fi-ish, you know. Yeah, it's, and his his writing is a lot more grounded and yeah. easy to follow. Well, a lot of those guys that claim they were doing drugs in the seventies, <laughs> that the, the stories still make sense. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there's there's some weird one stories about Superman in the 70s. There, <laughs> the, 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 there's some weird stuff that goes on uh, in the Silver Age and Batman and Superman. And you're like, what is this? <laughs> but the story itself still makes sense. Even though it's yeah. weird, like this can't happen. They try to make it less... Um, real mm-hmm. especially dc marvel marvel tried to keep things like as real as possible like what if heroes were in our world yeah um dc had more outlandish concepts like superman moving the earth or turning back time or mm-hmm. all these crazy kryptonites doing certain things <laughs> yeah him flying to what a pl- like a whole other solar system in one issue and and taking care of a planet and then getting back in the office and the next thing he's he's talking to Perry White. I mean it's, <laughs> it's like crazy stuff. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't I don't know. I I think there there's a reason that Tom King is getting these awards. I mean, some people are like I can't remember if Mr. Miracle won an Eisner or was nominated or what. I think it won. I think him and the artist won something. And uh, yeah. I, but I think they won it before the end. <laughs> but uh, I, man, I was hoping for a landing that, that seemed to matter. And it, instead it, it was more one of those like surreal endings, like oh, I'm off to another adventure. Mm-hmm. But you planted all these seeds that make me very curious, and they have children, and this weird stuff is going on with Darkseid, and let let me finish the story. And instead, it's like, oh, I I'll just hand wave, and somebody else can pick up the reins and tell you another story, and the story doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I'll escape no matter what it is. <laughs> I like okay, but if it works yeah. for people, great. I mean, that more power to them. I mm-hmm. just, uh, I, I don't personally feel it. Yeah, like I, that Roadrunner Coyote Animal Man. <laughs> but it's funny <laughs> that you brought up Morrison because he has done that stuff to me too. Yeah, well, it it reminded me the way you um, 
the way you mentioned the the Mr. Miracle ending, it reminded yeah. me of that Animal Man ending. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't really care for that ending either. Um, but uh, the whole run up to that, I loved. Um, <clears throat> but I was okay with that ending because, like the just the the heartbreak of buddy losing his family i was just like oh man please just give him his family back <laughs> yeah yeah because that's i mean when you think of animal man you know how you you could like take a character and say what are the characteristics don't you yeah. think of his family like his oh, daughter yeah. his son and his wife yeah i mean ellen is like a big part of buddy's life like Oh, I know. It's almost like you can't write an Animal Man comic without Ellen or the kids, well, right? And you, yeah, and and I remember when I was reading that and that happened, I just I couldn't believe it, and I was so reading the following issues up until the end. The whole time I was thinking, okay, so these issues are getting weirder now. Yeah. I'm thinking that maybe his family wasn't really killed, you know, like, because mm-hmm. it's it starts getting really trippy after after his family's killed, and uh, it's almost because then like the aliens come in, and then and then the writer starts to come in, and you're like, okay, maybe this didn't really happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> But I remember liking some of the stories even after Morrison left. Like the Tom Veach stuff and the Jamie Delano. I, I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think maybe my favorite uh my favorite issues would be like the the done in one issues where Morrison would touch on like he would touch on like um you know, animal poaching or Yeah. Uh, pollution or something like that because he yeah, did a bunch a... <laughs> he did a bunch of those it's like Mike Grell Mike Grell would do that in like most of his books yeah like uh, Green Arrow or any of those others there'd be like real life environmental type issues in there yeah 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 there's some real life kind of references in Longbow Hunters yeah they mention uh I think they mention they mention the president or something um I can't remember well, they had drug issues in there for sure, oh yeah, because uh, that woman's tripping acid and crashes into Sherwood forest flower shop, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they. They mention, I want to say they mention Reagan maybe or something in here. Um, they, they mentioned something that was happening in the news. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to find where I read this, when I read it. <laughs> it was a while back. I, I read this one first. Like when we were planning on reading it to begin with i read it like uh, when we already like i read it like when we already called it out <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I waited on this one because I, I knew that it was longer and I'd have more to try and remember. I remember it pretty pretty good. Um, this is when they 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 moved to uh, Seattle and uh, mm-hmm. opened up the flower shop, and that's when that crackhead crashes through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to call like nine one one and rescue her. And then Dinah wants to stop these drug dealers, but wants to do it on her own. Like she doesn't yeah. want Ollie to to help her, which I thought was weird. Yeah. And then there's a killer in Seattle just serial killing women. And it's hard to tell, like, so, like, in one scene, um, there's one scene, the, there's the, there's the chick that goes undercover, um, at least I, I'm pretty sure she's undercover, because she's got two... Yeah, because she's talking to the two guys in the in the car. But don't they kill like, her? Well, she's uh, she's pretending to be a prostitute. I know. And yeah, and well, and then this lady, this lady comes up to her, and the lady kills her. Well, you think it's a lady? <laughs> oh well, it yeah, it looks like a lady. Um, but then at the at the end of the issue, you know what the killer is because right, uh, he tracks her down. Yeah, because Ollie tracks tracks her down to the tracks him down to the sewers. But that's kind of what confused me was that the lady that kills the uh, the undercover cops like is there two of them or is this just this guy dressing up? Yeah. Um. So that was weird. But the, tu- um, the tunnel rat gets away. Yeah. And he has some links to like political friends who went to Vietnam with him. They call mm-hmm. him Tunnel Rat because they used to go into the the Viet Cong tunnels and yeah. flush him out. And he was like he was uh he went off the deep end in Vietnam and they uh they kept sending him back for more tours and he was killing Looks like he was killing prostitutes then, too. And they t- they tried to send him send him back again and just hope that he would get killed there. Yeah. And, and then uh, is that um is that uh Those two politicians though are hiding it like they yeah. don't want the public to know that they knew this guy was a killer. <laughs> yeah. Because he like gets got stuff done and now he's 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 in Seattle murdering all kinds of women. Well, you know what that kind of reminds me of that um kind of reminds me of the uh um the documentary uh, that's out on Netflix. What is the killer uh, What's the killer documentary you're watching? Ted Bundy. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, I was thinking of these these politicians are they're working with this guy. Um, it reminds me of the some of the Nazi war criminals um, that the like because the the CIA hired um, ex Nazi war criminals uh, in the what sixties and seventies. 
Yeah. And these guys worked for the U.S. and they were war criminals. Uh huh. It just reminded me of that uh, for similar, some reason. Yeah, similar yeah. concept and how they're <clears throat> using them. But then is that? And then this uh, is the first appearance of Shadow too. Yeah, so, I was gonna say I, it's either Shadow. I didn't know if it was Shadow or Amico. It's Shadow. Cool. Amico's yeah, like way her. later. Way I like later. her yeah. dragon tattoo. Yeah. Looks cool. And the shadow, Shadow's hunting down people in Seattle as well at the same time this is happening. Yeah, she beat Ollie to, uh, to those guys. Yeah. The other thing that's really important here is uh, they have Ollie and... Dinah have a, a conversation and he wants to have kids and she does not. He wants to marry her, yeah. Yeah. And then then it like revamps his origin to think that like him being on the island and learning the bow and arrow really wasn't a big deal when he took down the drug killers because they, <laughs> they, they were already high and stoned. <laughs> and there were only two of them, yeah. There were only two of them. So it's like... <laughs> Oh, that that's exaggerated. This is really what really what happened on the island. <laughs> well, and kind of the feel I got with this, uh, at least this first issue, it's almost like Mike Grell's trying to make it less of a superhero type world and trying to make it more realistic, maybe. You yeah. know, like yeah. making. Like the so, Dark Knight, make it everything darker and more realistic, yeah. and not as not as super heroic. Right, because I mean, obviously, and dealing it's... with real issues like Ollie wanting to have kids and Dinah not, you know. Yeah, and and the fact that Ollie's not perfect, like. Uh, it's i mean it's cool to think that like he took down you know a huge group of drug dealers on an island who are heavily armed when it in reality it turns out oh no he took out two potheads who were yeah they were growing zombies. mj over there just <laughs> <laughs> on the island yeah. and the other thing that's real key about this issue is that it's like a turning point where ollie starts using real arrows instead of trick arrows now again yeah he's uh talks about how he wanted to get back to the basics yeah of, of uh archery and i guess his whole hunter persona mm -hmm. i did like the i what i thought was funny was um the uh the thugs that he stops from robbing the the old couple <laughs> yeah the, the one uh, the thug describes Ollie to the police and he's like a monster. Yeah. And then the lady describes him and he's Errol Flynn. Yeah. He's <laughs> a sexy guy and the other one he's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting how he's like, they're correlating uh, Green Arrow with like Robin Hood. Like even Dinah's doing it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, I like this issue. It, it, I, I haven't read it since it came out. 
to be honest. It's been a long time. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a lot quicker. It came out did. in 1987 when everything was changing. Crisis. Yeah. And, yep. uh, it's a three issue series, and God, I haven't read it since then. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it's cool to get you back into. I it. I, I don't remember. I remember it being the things that I remember is it being a turning point in losing the trick arrows. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember the serial killer or the acid trip <laughs> falling through the window. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't remember any of that from this particular issue. I just remembered him getting back to the real arrows. And then I remember what happens at the end. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of this is like revisiting it. Cause I, I just, I, a lot of the highlights I don't I don't remember. But yeah, it was I lo- good. I, 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 I liked love it. Mike Grell. Like he he's he's one of those guys that I, I matter of fact I I bought his Kickstarter Maggie the cat he's doing, but I I, I like I like everything that he's he's done, and. Uh, when he does art, like I have commissions from him, I th- I have like three or four pieces, and uh, I I just I just love his art. Yeah, the thing I like Nobody about it. Nobody draws a sexier woman than Mike Grell. I mean, <laughs> he draws a sexy cosmic boy too. <laughs> he puts him in that. <laughs> he puts him in that S and M costume in the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> I talked to him about it at the convention. I was like. How the hell does that costume even wear? Like, how does it not fall off? And he's like, "Well, there's metal filaments on the nipples. <laughs> it keeps it keeps that little black part over his nipples." <laughs> metal filaments. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I like the the thing I like about his art is that it's not it's not heavily inked yeah like it's it's very heavy like pencil Mm -hmm. um it it almost looks like somebody's drawings like from their notebook you know um i like that yeah it's good stuff a matter of fact i i want to get back onto the john sable and and finish reading that i started it uh a while back and never finished it and i want to get back into it yeah yeah that was good um i think we could probably read the next two for next time yeah yeah they're not yeah we can do that because it was a quick read it was it was I didn't think it'd be that quick, but it was. So that's one thing we'll plan for next uh, next time. Cool. Um, the the last thing is the terrifics, and this that that I've I don't know if I was just in the right mood or what, but I I just I find it just adventurous and fun. Mm-hmm. Like I. I think Jeff Lemire nails like Tom Strong, like just what Tom Strong represents in his family. And um, 
we we've been we've been reading a lot of plaz and even though this is like a uh it seems a little off for plaz it mm-hmm. does get back to him and his son yeah and that was new cool. 52 universe or new rebirth yeah it was closer it was closer i think to the jla plaz in um like issue 12 and then on a little bit yeah um because he's a closer when they sort of like they find out that they're they don't have to stay linked to the dark matter and rex loses his powers and they decide oh oh java escaped and uh they 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 part depart their ways Mm -hmm. you know plaz goes and says i want to go hang out with angel (laughs) yeah uh metamorpho which you think that 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 was kind of weird it's like what do i do with myself now yeah like i've been this hump of gas and element man my entire life and i was an archaeologist before how do i exist and now he's with the love of his life and he doesn't know (laughs) what to do with himself he's not happy and the same uh... thing with phantom girl she returns to hit her life that she's always wanted because she was stuck in the black matter universe, dark matter. Yeah. And now she's with her people and with her mom and she doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean I'm royalty and I have to be forced into marriage? <laughs> you know? Like, what is this nonsense? I want to go back to being with the Terrifics. I want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And did you read the annual too, or did you skip the annual? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Um, I may have missed that. The the annual had three stories in it. One of them linked into the monthly because do you remember that that dark <clears throat> elder that Java brought into into fight them when he escaped? It was that huge god deity, and uh, they had to, the Terrifics had to fight him with uh, Tom Strong and everybody. Well, the annual had a story where Tom Strong had run into that deity in the Dark Matter universe, and then he, he went back to his world, and when he went back to his world, that the Phantom Girl was like trying to wave him down. Don't leave me here. So it was like, you know, Ooh. he was there prior to heavy metal or whatever it was called, dark metal. Oh yeah, yeah. dark Knight's metal. So it was kind of like a uh, a flashback. And then they had a, a great caveman story about Java, which makes you, I, I think it it makes the annual like relevant to this story because it makes you feel sympathetic towards him yeah he did not want to leave his time like he Mm he 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 was basically like captain america he was frozen and then brought back by stag and then given intelligence and he never wanted that he wanted to be back with his love of his life back in caveman days and he he sort of sacrificed himself and that's when he fell into the water to try to save his tribe from getting eaten by wolves. So um, that was interesting. And then the first story was kind of like 
stag stealing things like from he had like these plazags and he was making clones with he had these s spheres which mm-hmm. were like t spheres so he was stealing like uh mis- uh mr terrific tech and yeah because he, he was uh, making mis- uh clones yeah mr terrific um has always he's talked about that from issue one i think mm-hmm. um that that stag was stealing his tech yeah and that's why that's why uh mr terrific up until the java reveal thought stag was behind everything Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah there's some really cool stuff in these issues i i just thoroughly enjoyed them yeah it was it, it's a it's a good series it's <clears throat> it's pretty uh I mean, for the most part, it's been pretty lighthearted up until, like, all the Mr. Terrific stuff with his wife. Yeah. And then then it has, like, this huge, like, if you're into Morrison and multiversity, it it ties into the multiverse. Because Java's (laughs) time jumping to every multiverse and creating, like, a team of his own. And, Mm -hmm. And in each multiverse, he's trying to kill... Mr. Terrific of that multiverse. Yeah. And I think it was Earth-12, or I don't know what it was where they were. He's in a world where his wife is Mr. Terrific, and he died. Mm -hmm. And she's exactly like his wife. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Poor Rex, though, man. He finally's gotten away from Stag, and he finally got cured, also, and he yeah, did, he wasn't happy still. Well, he went to the the Orb of Ra or whatever it's called, and uh, he was gonna try to destroy it to try to be with Sapphire for forever, but yeah, that's when they got the emergency call from Mister Terrific and. Phantom Girl was like, hey, we need to regroup and go save Mr. Terrific. <laughs> How do we get there? Oh, we better call Tom Strong's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they... Um, I like how they uh, the Terrifics jump into uh, Commandy, Commandy's world. Yeah, I, I, I did dig that. That was cool. Yeah, that's one thing I like about seeing the different Earths is seeing little Easter eggs like that. Mm-hmm. And there are there are a lot of Easter eggs when uh, Java's p- porting from Earth to Earth, killing and and then it creating his own dreadfuls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the because they have the, those robotic. Uh, uh, metal morpho. <laughs> yeah. Where they had the robotic Flash and the robotic Superman and the the Red Rain Batman was featured, and that's where the the bad Plastic Man came from, Plasma Man or whatever he calls himself. He was a vampire, actually. He wanted to suck the blood off of Mr. Terrific. 
Yeah. And then you see like the the red sun Superman. Yeah. Statue. It's it's fun. The, the this series read really good for me back to back. I, I read uh what was it, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen in the annual. I think I read the annual early because I read issue ten and they they brought that elder god and they said there was a little footnote in there and said, well, this was talked about in the annual. So I was like, I, I go read the annual now. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I missed the annual. That's one I would have gotten. Yeah. Hmm. The Java, the Java story was my favorite because it made you empathetic towards the villain. Yeah. Doctor Dreadful. <laughs> Dr. Dread. It's like our Dr. Doom. <laughs> mm-hmm. They even had like uh, in one of the issues, I think it was last time we covered the the Doom bots. <laughs> so it was really playing off of Dr. Doom. Oh, yeah. 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 Forgot about that. And he's doing like knockoffs of stuff in his his other dark horse universe black hammer yeah yeah, yeah he, ever since the first issue he's been doing knockoffs of everything yeah i loved his justice league united run i thought it was phenomenal and he did legion of superheroes he, yeah he, he would have been like a perfect writer for it because he that arc with the legion of superheroes was phenomenal yeah, he's a really good character writer, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what he got famous doing was with his own characters. Is there anything else you I want really to mention in the, uh, that particular series? Um... I really liked the the cover to twelve is like the the Beatles uh, homage the the Meet the Dreadfuls. Oh yeah. The cover on number twelve. I didn't notice I that like before. When, yeah, I was like when when uh, artists do stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. I love the Beatles. I don't know if it's because <laughs> yeah. um, when I was real young, my cousin in California got me into the, them like hardcore. Mm-hmm. But my parents also had eight track Let It Be, and I used to listen to the hell out of that. And it's still my favorite Beatles album. <laughs> yeah. To this day, I love Let It Be. My I, my favorite album is. It always like it always evolves into something different yeah. um, as I get older. So yeah. So um, we gotta pick something for next time. We already have longbow hunters. Yeah. What do you want to um, queue up? We should have quite a few choices since it's been a while. 
Um, I'm just going to look and see what I got here. Um, did we... Uh, what did we talk about the last time? Do you remember? The last episode? Yeah. Wasn't it Superman and Naomi or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so I think we're due on Green Lantern if you want to get caught up on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do Green Lantern. That's a good one. Um, we could probably... Do you want to throw in... Um, Martian Manhunter, yeah, and Shazam, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. And then the following episode, we could get caught up on Detective because we have that issue one thousand. Yeah, that's a good idea. So Martian Manhunter and Shazam. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Power of Shazam. <laughs> I'm so into that world. I don't know if you saw the Golden Age ones books I picked up, but um, oh, I I didn't see the Golden Age ones. I saw that you've been reading the Power. Yeah, uh, lately I picked up some Golden Age Mary Marvel, Wow Comics with Mary Marvel. Oh, um, I did see those. Master yeah. Comics with Captain Marvel Junior. Um, Wiz Comics with. Shazam, Captain Marvel, and uh, what else did I pick up? Oh, Captain Marvel Adventures. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And that uh, that movie comes out next weekend. Uh, y- yes, because uh, Barb bought Friday? our ticket. Barb our tickets two weeks ago. <laughs> we awesome. were actually at the yeah. convention when she bought them. She says we should buy these tickets before they sell out, and I'm like, yeah, we should. Yeah, that looks that looks really good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to <clears throat> take my girls to go see that. I've watched a lot of Captain Marvel lately. I started watching on the DC Universe app. Oh the, yeah, uh, the old one, and uh, I got two episodes in, <laughs> and then I f- I finished the first DVD of the the original serial. That was in black mm-hmm. and white. Mm-hmm. So I've I've been I've been really into him in a lot of different forms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny that the the Mar the Marvel Captain Marvel movie also recently came out. Yeah. Around the same time as as Shazam. Yeah, it's almost like it's... the theaters were like competing studios, like when the. Volcano movies come out. There's two volcano movies, and right, yeah. There's a comet crashing into Earth, like Armageddon. Then there's another one from another studio. (laughs) Now it's it's superhero movies studios competing. I'm curious to see how they're gonna deal with the name, because um, what is he? You know, like he's not Shazam. He says Shazam. Yeah, he says Shazam, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, just, I don't know. I mean, I ever since I've learned who the character was, I've always just called him Shazam. Well, that's because uh, 
when you started reading him, all his titles were called Shazam. Right. Yeah. You got Trials of Shazam. Uh, yeah. Shazam. Uh, all the different titles. <laughs> the one that I'm reading, Power of Shazam. It's it's yeah, always cause... been that way, but in those <laughs> books, they'll say there goes Captain Marvel. Like if somebody is a bystander sees him, oh Captain Marvel, oh there's Mary Marvel, there's mm-hmm. Captain Marvel Junior. So it'll be interesting to see what they're even called. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it it looks really fun. Like it looks like it'll be just a fun. I mean it. It's uh, isn't it like isn't it co-written by Jeff Johns? Yeah. So I mean, it's probably pretty close to what his uh, his new Fifty Two series was. One. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably similar I to think, that. I, would I think. think he wrote the Flashpoint one too, where they had all the members, and they had the Tiger was even a member. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it, it'll be cool. Yeah. Pretty sure I'll enjoy it. I've seen Captain Marvel. I enjoyed that one too. And then I saw Us, which was Appeal's new horror flick. Oh, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen anything about that. Yeah, you've heard about Get Out, right? Uh, I don't think so. That one's really worth watching if you like horror. Hmm. But it's it's more like horror that is suspense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like an Alfred yeah. Hitchcock suspense story. Uh-huh. Um, this one I didn't like as much, but it still was interesting. I, I, I was entertained. I just didn't think it was... My expectations after the other one were like... Oh, this guy's brilliant. <laughs> I kind of I said, oh, well, he, he did okay. <laughs> yeah. Your standards were higher. Yeah. Because of his first work. It really was, because the that film, to me, was flawless. Like, it hit, the story beats were just, it's one of those stories you can't really talk about without giving away, because yeah. it's, it has so many twists and turns in it that um, you need to be along for the ride. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna go check that out next weekend. So that that'll be good. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm able to get out and see that too. That looks good. And then Avengers starts pretty. I think it's in May, so it's really close. Yeah. And that that I don't know about you, but I saw the preview just recently and I was like, "Wow." Yeah. This it, is going to be an emotional roller coaster, man. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. For sure. I thought Avengers like the second time I watched it, first time I watched it I liked it a lot. The second time I watched it I was like, "This this is really brilliant." Like I I got into another level of of uh, excitement. Mm-hmm. And then this, and then I watched Ant Man, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty badass," especially <laughs> the uh, the extras. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this one, I really like it. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, do, do they 
do they have another Avengers movie planned yet? After I, I, I have no idea. They haven't really announced anything except for Eternals. So Eternals is in the queue, and uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy three. But so I don't know. Maybe... I don't, I, the, the other guy's back for Guardians of the Galaxy three after they fired him. So I, I, I yeah. don't know what he's doing because he's got Suicide Squad in the in the queue too. Yeah. And that Suicide Squad is so weird because it's going to have Harley back, but it's not going to have Will Smith as, as Deadshot. Or, yeah, that or, would be... or Colonel Flag. I mean, they're bringing Peacemaker. I'm thinking I'm thinking that Peacemaker is going to play the Colonel Flag role cuz the character's fairly similar. Um mm-hmm. but they're bringing Boomerang back. I I I just can't believe they let Will Smith go cuz I thought he was a good Deadshot. <laughs> I wouldn't he have was him, good, yeah. I wouldn't have thought him to be one. Like, like if you told me Will Smith was playing Floyd at the beginning, I would have like, <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to be good. But it, it's one of those like Michael Keaton things, you know? Like, I don't yeah. ju- When they announce an actor, I'm like, I don't care. I haven't seen it yet. Let's see what he does. Cause, yeah. Because I, I, Michael Keaton is Batman. Nobody thought he could pull it off, and t- still to this day, I think he's my favorite. <laughs> I, I think it has to do with my the time that I saw it too, and yeah. just the the excitement like around Batman at that time was just just to experience it. It was almost at the Star Wars level, except I was much older. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny about that too, like, because Michael Keaton was amazing um, yeah. as Bruce Wayne and Mm -hmm. batman but what's funny about that is he's such a small guy you know like he he really he really does not look like he could be batman (laughs) but he's got one thing i like about him that the other batmans haven't done is he had that like craziness eyes to him do you know what i mean yeah yeah you want to get crazy let's get crazy like he's like telling joker that when he does like a the pale moonlight thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he he uh, Michael Keaton plays some really great crazy characters. Have you ever like, seen Pacific he, Heights? Uh, maybe I I don't I can't oh remember. Oh my god! It sounds, he, it sounds familiar. He plays a guy that's renting from Matthew Modine and somebody else. Like he's just renting a room from them because mm-hmm. they have they, they went into a house they bought a house that they're working on that they can't afford <laughs> so they're like they they the sublet it or i don't know what they do with the bottom part but they like let him take over and he just turns into this like nightmarish tenant that they can't get yes, rid yes, of yes, yes. <laughs> and you talk about crazy and then he's got like beetlejuice and like i don't yeah. know he's the, mr mom and he's done a lot of stuff and he could be a serious actor and then he can be a funny actor yeah he even did a good job playing the vulture at least i thought he did yeah i think he plays a good i think he plays a good bad guy yeah for sure. But man, that was awesome when we, me and Barb went to see Batman in the premiere. <laughs> it was just crazy, man. They didn't even have cool theaters back then. There was no yeah. like recliners or there were just chairs you sat in. But 
I remember they opened the door and just people like ran. Me and Barbara were, like running to get seats. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like opening it. Free for all. Yeah, it's a free for all. <laughs> Climbing over people. <laughs> and I remember I like I bought so many shirts. I had like thirty five shirts. I bought every single toy that came out. Oh yeah. The Batwing, the Batmobile. Like I had to have them. I even bought Bob the Goon. <laughs> they had an oh, I had Bob. For... Yeah. <laughs> I had Bob. Yeah, I had, I had the Batmobile. I had Bob. I had Joker, of course, and yeah. Joker squirted the water out of his flower. Yeah, yeah. And then I had, of course, I had Batman and Robin. I even have a laughing ball. You know, like, do you remember at the end of the scene where he falls off the building and he's on the ground and you're here, ha 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 ha. Yeah. I have that ball that makes that exact noise. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I it was just like an exciting time, man. Everybody was back crazy. Like people didn't even read the comic and they were going nuts. Oh yeah. I mean that's that I'd say that's what got me into Batman is that movie. Yeah. For sure. It was it was incredible. Like I, I, I liked uh Tim Burton's it, it, it was like a fantasy world that he was creating. Yeah, it's so it's like, so. Uh, yeah, he was. It's taking, just so dark and dirty and. Oh, Anton uh, first designed it. I remember. I, I was so into it that I was like, "Ooh, the guy who architected Gotham was like brilliant." And then the guy yeah. committed suicide. <laughs> like right after the movie. Yeah. It's like, how could you have this success? I, there. Depression's real, man. I mean, a lot yeah. of talented people, like actors and artists and writers, and suffer from depression. It's amazing, like it's amazing, like how many comedians are are depressed. Suffer, you know, yeah, depressed. Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that, but no, you it's... wouldn't. It's like the tears of a clown song, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, we can wrap this one up. You can reach Kyle on the Twitter machine at K Pettit. Um, five. Five. Yep. I just type Kyle and you come up. You're like yeah. the only Twitter <laughs> follower I know that's Kyle. Um, I'm at Mark Myers Brunch we're at dcnoisepodcast.com and our our books for next week are Finishing Up Green Arrow Longboy Hunters number 2 and 3 we're going to catch up on Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter and Shazam which are probably each of, of those series Green Lantern probably has had 3 or 4 since we've last read it yeah. The other um, two probably one or two issues. Uh I yeah, I don't I think we only did one the first Shazam issue maybe. Just one? I think. I thought we did I thought we and did may, one and two. Uh maybe we did two. Um for some reason I thought we just did one though. You're probably right. So we that'll they're up on issue four right now. Yeah, yep. So we'll have three issues of each, I imagine. Yeah. 
But I, I think yep. they're going to be quick reads. I don't think they're as like, dense as a Morrison novel or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Facebook, DC Noise Podcast. If you follow us there, click the like button. And send us questions at any time to me or Kyle, and we'll queue them up for the next episode. So that'll be in two weeks, and hopefully... We'll be in somewhat of a schedule. Yeah, um, got to get in a groove. Got to get in a groove until Heroes Con. <laughs> That'll be my next. Uh, but but sometimes we have that family thing, like you you had it the last time, and yeah, my family. My, I I never know when they're gonna come out, but if they come out, I don't usually record. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. Yep. Just play it by cool. ear. Yep. Well, you have a good one, and we'll yeah, talk you to too. you in two weeks. Yeah, it was nice talking to you again. Yeah, it was great. Good episode. Take care. Bye. Yep, see ya. Bye.